Many people talk about the magical parts of becoming a parent, but so often we forget about or avoid talking about the very difficult or maybe embarrassing parts about being a parent for fear that we're abnormal or that we're a failure. Well, we want to create a podcast that highlights and celebrates those parts of parenthood because chances are you're not alone in what you've experienced. We want to talk about those challenges, funny and sad, good and not so great, and offer not necessarily a solution, but some guidance and hopefully comfort. Our main mission at The Natural Nipple is to empower new mothers and support them in their breastfeeding mission. And just because we said it's to empower mothers, don't tune out just yet, dads. You're a major part of this mission. Moms need you there to support them because it's not as easy as one might think. We want to help improve and optimize worldwide wellness by promoting awareness and helping to educate others on the importance of breastfeeding for global and economic health. Yes, it's not just a parent issue. This can have an impact on everyone. We want to discuss the social issues around breastfeeding, as well as provide you with the latest findings and research on the impacts of breastfeeding and parenting. We hope you'll follow us and tune in to the Natural Nipple podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes by searching The Natural Nipple and be ready for some great episodes. And if you'd like to find out more about us and our mission, you can visit us at thenaturalnipple.com where you can participate in our survey or donate. I'm super excited to be here. We're, this is our second episode of Super Mama Birth and Beyond series. So we just want to highlight and tell the story essentially of mom's journey through birth and breastfeeding and beyond. And so we're fortunate to be with Brooklyn Johnson today, who's an infant sleep trainer, proud mama of baby rain. And um, just to start, Brooklyn, will you tell us a little bit about your experience getting into infant sleep training and what sort of called you to that? Okay, well, yeah, no, so I have um, been working with children and babies in a capacity for about 10 years now. Um, I always knew really young that I loved babies and loved children. And um, like a lot of people, I got into babysitting really young when I was in high school. And as soon as I uh, graduated and um, went off to college, I ended up going into nannying. So I was primarily full-time nannying originally, but um, the more that I started to work with newborns um, and infants and really getting into um, that side of it, I grew that kind of love for the extra of doing that newborn care, um, sleep training. I'm really big on schedules. Um, I believe that a baby who gets the right amount of sleep is a happy baby um, and really guiding parents through that just it sort of just kind of became my calling and made me really happy and so I just stuck with it and kept going down that road and um, it's been great I've been fortunate to work with all types of newborns and babies preemies which I absolutely love preemies um, so much um, they're little fighters and so um, yeah, I just, it's, you know, you have that feeling when, you know, you kind of run across something and it just clicks. That's what happened for me when really getting into that newborn care and sleep training. So. Yes. And when you're talking about, you know, helping parents achieve sleep, I think that that is so crucial and you probably have a lot of exhausted clients coming to you because, 
um, it's actually critical for your body to be able to make milk for you to be able to get ample amounts of sleep. That's the part they don't tell you about. It's like, yes, um, you know, when you have a newborn, you are going to lose some sleep, which is why a lot of pregnant mothers end up losing sleep. Your body is naturally preparing you for that adjustment. But, um, you know, sleep begets sleep. Uh, and the more relaxed and non-stressed out your body is, the easier it will be for it to do what it's naturally made to do, which is to produce the milk. So, um, yeah, that, I think that's it's very important. And it's something that's not really talked about because people kind of shove it in, well, you have a new baby, so you're not going to get sleep. But it is possible to achieve it, and it is possible to achieve it on the earlier side rather than later. Yeah, and can you tell us a little bit about your journey into motherhood with baby Rain? Because I, I retell this story all the time, but it's so much better in your own words. So yeah. we are fortunate to have Brooklyn be one of our beta testers for the natural nipple. And so you had your exclusive breastfeeding down, you had your latch down, but tell us a little bit about how that progressed for you. For sure, for sure. Um, so I always start off with talking anything about rain, about how I did not find out I was pregnant until I was 26 and a half weeks. So I didn't have much time to think about nor prepare for because I found out in top of January and she was born top of April. So it was all wow. pretty fat. Yeah, it was. A <laughs> I mean, um, you know, the world shut down at the top of March. So, yeah. You know, so much happened at the time. And, you know, um, I'd always told myself that I wanted to breastfeed and that breastfeeding was important to me. Um, but I think something that really helped me is that I also put it in my head that it either works or doesn't. As long as I've gone out of my way and tried my best to make it happen, I would feel um, good about that. And so that's what um, I did. And when she came, uh, she latched on immediately, which was great. I was super happy about that. Um, but from my previous knowledge of working with so many breastfeeding mothers and hearing lactation consultants talk about different things, I noticed that she was shallow latching from birth. And so I was like, hmm, you know, so I would keep relatching her and keep trying, but that was a struggle within itself. Um, and so you know, but I spoke with the hospital lactation consultants. She told me, you know, like you clearly can see that this is what's happening and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do to help her, you know, learn, you know, how to fix that. And so from that point, I just kept, you know, we came home. I got to go home. I was home within like 36 hours, <laughs> which was awesome. Wow. There was nothing wrong with you. They were letting you, they were rolling them out because of COVID. Everything was right. so exactly. you need to be here they would let you go. And so I came home, I actually came home on Easter. Um, and so we came home and we continued to have kind of that same issue of her shallow latching, uh, which I actually was so scared to introduce a bottle. I was, I told everybody, I will absolutely not introduce a bottle right now. I've seen what introducing a bottle um, that's not really a great fit, not as natural, not as like breast can do, and who already is showing signs of latching issues. That means there's like a plethora of things that could be wrong, or not even just wrong, that just, you know, she has to, you know, learn that a bottle could affect that. So I was like, so just apprehensive. I told everyone, no, I'm not getting yeah. a bottle at all. We're going to figure this out. 
Um, and so it was, it was really hard. I would say that first two weeks was extremely, extremely difficult because, um, because she would shallow latch primarily, um, I was in so much pain. The pain is just horrible. And I had the full cracked bleeding, all that nipples, like the worst of the worst. Um, someone introduced me, a friend of mine introduced me to a nipple shield and that helps tremendously us get over that hump. But once she was about two months, I did introduce a bottle. I had always had the best results um, with another bottle with the premium nipple. Um, and that worked really well initially. And so I introduced those bottles. I She took it fine. Um, and I didn't give it to her often. I knew to pace feed her. I knew to do all those things. Um, and so it was... It was okay. It was a work in progress. But, um, you know, at about when she was between seven to eight, so around but anywhere between six and eight months, she just refused to take a bottle. She would not do it. <laughs> um, and luckily, our breastfeeding journey had really come along. She was doing great. If she did have the occasional shallow latch, I would just relatch her and she'd be good. And we, I should mention that we did find out that she has a lip tie, which I did not revise yet. Um, and so she had that, which was causing that additional um, trouble while we were latching and causing her to shallow latch a lot. Um, but we worked it out because they were saying it's not severe. So you should be able to work through this. And as her jaw muscles and mouth matures, it could get better, which it did. We never had an issue if I felt that pain of that shallow latch, I would just unlatch, start over, you know, and that really worked for us. And so, and she had had a bottle since she was two months, she was doing fine. And then she just said, actually, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you would not take a bottle. And so for me, that meant any break or respite that I was getting for a moment for someone else to feed her ended. Right. Right. <laughs> so you... Your body is attached to rain essentially at two and a half hour intervals or, I mean, depending on her cadence of feeding at that time. And I feel like just to echo a little bit of what you were saying, you were really fortunate because even though this was like fast news when you discover that you were going to give birth here in a matter of like three months, (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, you had the experience of like actually seeing the struggle that other parents had had, especially with preemies where introducing bottles could cause latching frustration. So you had this informed, um, this information to help you make your purchasing decision. Like you knew to look for a slow foe preemie bottle, even though rain wasn't preemie. And that's where the market is so confusing because it's not data driven based on age. And, you know, at this point in time when rain is like six months, how are you navigating this challenge? Like, what did you start trying to do essentially to because you're pumping your milk, but you need time for your body to be your own, too. And for, for mom or for a partner to help you feed. And that so, drives a lot of people away from breastfeeding because when it gets so hard and down to the wire and they don't get any type of break or a ability to take a step back, you know, that can be mentally jarring for someone, especially with all of the raging hormones going through a mother postpartum, you know? 
Um, yeah. It could be a lot, a whole lot. And so that, and it, it did become a lot, even for me, who's dealt with this, who knew what to do, who, you know, could navigate in many different facets. It still, even for me, became a lot. It became hard and difficult and stressful, you know, and all of that still can do what? Affect supply. It's like yeah. all a catch 22, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I think there is a sort of a dichotomy in the breastfeeding world that people often fall on one side of like breast is best or fed is best. But you brought up a really important point, which is like, in order for you to achieve prolonged breastfeeding, sometimes you need that break to feed pump milk and to come back and to be able to give your body a chance to, you know, like reach homeostasis with your hormones, with those cortisol levels mm -hmm. to get a little bit of support too and actually see like, okay, my partner is here to help me feed. I'm not alone in this. And it's not this ultimatum and this like one size fits all. Like you have to, you have to be left perfectly every time. Bonded. You have a skin breakdown too. Literally, you know, like it, it, it affects so many different things and so many different sides um, because feeding is, is, is a really big bonding time. And, um, you know, when you have family and people visiting and you have your partner as well, it's like, it's nice for them to also get that bonding of being able to feed the baby. You know, it, it covers so many different areas and it's like, it works on both sides. Cause then the mother does get that moment for her body to be her own, for her brain to be able to shut off from, Oh my God, I need to stop what I'm doing and feed my baby. Like I had this really big complex. Like I hated having to nurse her after I took a shower. It was weird, but it made it like, <laughs> I, you know, just kind of get really ugh, like I should have fed her before or whatever. And so when I lost that ability to just, Oh, well here, can you give her a bottle really quickly? Cause I just took a shower. I'll check back with her in a couple hours, you know, that, you know, it gets you. It's little things like that. It's not always this big, huge thing. It's little bitty things all day long. So, um, yeah, that was, that was tough. But then I just happened to, you know, see you guys's page and, you know, read about you guys. And I was like, why didn't anybody come up with this before? I was like, count me in. Let me get on here and see if they'll accept me right now. I was a little, and I was a little later, you know, from when y'all had started doing it. And I was like, I don't care. I will try anything. Let me see if they will accept me. And yeah. so, yeah, from the beginning, I thought it was so cool. Um, you know, y'all's latch match pro um, process. That is just, it's honestly, truly what has been missing to bridge that gap from breast to bottle and not even just, and you started off with mostly from getting from bottle to breast with what you told me about your experience um, working in the NICU, but it also can help a lot of moms get from breast to bottle. I'm in a bunch of breastfeeding groups that that's all they talk about is can anybody, I love breastfeeding, this is great, but either I need to go back to work or either I need a break or I want to go on vacation with my partner, you know? It's like, can anybody yeah. give me recommendations on what I can do to get my baby to take a bottle? You know? Yeah. Honestly, your 
um, testimonial and your case study opened my eyes, Brooklyn, because a lot of the moms that we were onboarding were at the start, they were experiencing latching trouble because of bottles, getting the baby to breast, like you said. And you really painted this very holistic picture, one from your experience as an infant sleep trainer, but two, because if the goal is to breastfeed the baby longer and really provide those um, antibodies that come through the breast milk, the good bacteria that are establishing the microbiome, you got to think of it as a marathon and not a sprint. And bringing in that balance, like you're saying, is so crucial. And okay. so when Brain was seven months when you tried the natural nipple. And so for everyone listening, since this is going on our podcast, what the natural nipple is, is it's for the first time created after real mom's nipple geometry. So you get on our site. Uh, Brooklyn actually helped us design our latch match survey to incorporate, you know, does your baby struggle with any palate deformations? Do they have shallow latch? And if so, then we take it one step further and do a clinical telehealth visit to actually help you pick which nipple shape is best for your baby, not just after your unique nipple geometry. So then from there, it spits out the algorithm, the shape that you're closest to. We would love to name one after Baby Rain, if that's okay with you. You don't have to answer. I love that. <laughs> that would be great. We would really love it, because this is my favorite story to tell. So um, really quick, what happens then is you enter your baby's age, and you're actually going to get sent a data-driven flow rate. So what blew my mind is nobody had ever looked at maternal lactation averages over the first year of breastfeeding and use that as a benchmark for a product. So right now, like you were explaining, like you knew to go to preemie because you knew that would be the slowest flow available. But we've had other scientists, not just within our company, study commercial products and the flows are just all over. Like it's just like we'll poke a hole. <laughs> And, and so you don't really know what you're getting, especially when it's like slow, medium, fast. You're like, well, what's best for my baby that's eight months old, you know? So this is really, like you said, that bridge between getting some of your freedom and autonomy, still nourishing your baby in the way that you know and feel is best, and then not having that struggle and the amount of time to get the latch either to bottle or to breast. So when you told your story with baby Rain, who had struggled with, you know, shallow latch in the past was totally rejecting other bottles. I, I would like you to just share that because like, I'll, I'll try to say it in my own words after, but tell, tell the audience in yours. <laughs> um, yeah. So she just, like I said, she said, I've had enough of this. I don't want anymore. I don't know whether, um, I don't, and now that you said something, I do think that it could have had a lot to do with flow. So for me, I had a very, very strong, hard and quick letdown, which she always had to, that kind of threw her for a loop. She was an avid choker because she'd get on. Usually I'd try to hand express or something first because she'd get on and it would come right away and start, you know, gushing out. And so I think eventually that other bottles just became a little bit too much work for her but I didn't want to move her up because that's the biggest thing that ends up getting people off of breast is that if you give your baby a bottle with a super fast flow and your flow can't keep up with that, 
they are not going to want to come to breast. They're going to want what's continuously giving them the milk. And I wanted the only thing that was giving her milk like that to be me so that we could right. achieve prolonged breastfeeding. Um, and so... That was so well said, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so well said and explained. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not talked about as much as it should be, that that is usually where people go wrong is flow is one of the most important things to pay attention to if you are breastfeeding when choosing a bottle. You need to make sure you read everything that you know a company has to say about flow. Because if you give your baby a really fast flow that you can't match, you know, there's that. Especially if you have a food-driven baby. You know, I always tell people there's two types of babies. There's a sleep-driven baby and there's a food-driven baby. So you gotta know which baby you have. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so yeah, I filled out the everything. You guys got back to me and I filled out the latch match and described everything. And when I got my, I didn't, I was so excited when I got the bottle. I was like, okay, this might be it. We might be getting somewhere. And you know, she was like, when I first tried to give her the bottle, she was like, you're trying to give me a bottle. What's going on? And then, you know, she kind of tongued it and then I put it back in one more time and she latched on immediately. Like she drank the bottle the first time I gave it to her from me, like from her milk source, she drank the bottle. I was like, is this real life? What is happening? And I was like, okay, this be like a freak accident. We don't know. We're going to see. And so, you know, I didn't even give her it again immediately. I waited because I was like, that's going to be the real test is if I wait, you know, like a week or so and try this again and she doesn't take it, then that'll tell me, you know, okay, I don't know what happened. But I gave it to her again. This time I gave her to my mom. I said, mom, here, here's a bottle. Feed her this bottle. Um, she immediately latched on to the bottle, took the bottle, drank everything that was in it. I was like, dear God, thank you for hearing <laughs> all of my prayers. I was like, what is this magic that, you know, and that's when before our first call, I dived deep in reading everything that y'all had ever talked about. Like what I was like, I need to know what they have done to create you know, I was already super intrigued by the, you know, how in detail the latch match survey is. Um, and I was like, I've got to know. And so I was just blown away. I was like, they literally created a nipple that is more in tune with the nipple she's used to, which is me. And I was yeah. like, brilliant. And then by matching her age, you've then matched a flow that goes more with where her body is now you know her needs are for feeding and exactly you like shared that experience with me if you don't mind me telling about you being able to like have your mom feed the pump milk with the natural nipple and my mind was like blown i was like wait a minute this is not just helping people reduce latching frustration, you know, getting the, the baby to breast. This is giving you your freedom back. This is your freedom and your autonomy. You told me you were able to have your first adult drink. And like, and I was like, wait a minute, that would have been 16 months because you were pregnant for nine months before. I'm like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like just, and so I was just like, oh my God, wow. This is like, this is like, I to go, I to leave the house again without her. That, cause like at the point that she stopped taking the bottle, it stopped me from being able to leave for longer than an hour, you know? Cause she was going to desire for more milk 
quickly. So I was like, yeah. I was like, this, that was my biggest test run. I was like, okay, we're going for it. She's been taking this bottle. I'm going to leave. I got to go. Like, I don't even remember what I did. I like ate dinner with my friends or something. And when she woke up, my mom gave her her bottle, put her to sleep with her bottle. And I got to leave. <laughs> go somewhere else. I was like, this is it. Like, <laughs> that all I've talked about is just like, yeah, got this new bottle that literally matches it to you. And like it, you know, it, it just, it blew the door open for me. Cause I'm like, imagine if all the different, you know, people I've helped who really struggled would have had something like this. It, it would just have, it's gonna, you know, it's just gonna blow the door and the market open because this is literally, that's all I kept saying. If you remember when I talked to you the first time, I was like, this is what was missing. Like this yeah. is literally it in a full capacity of the what was missing. And like I said, it's bridging a huge gap to and I'm really hard. I and I let let me say that as well. I've worked with all different types of infants, all different types of parents. Um, I have very strong opinions on products. Very yeah. strong. I would not say this if it wasn't factual. I'm probably like super hard on products. Um, Cause I hate things that generalize. I'm always like, yes, in theory, this is what is normal for infants of this age, et cetera, et cetera. But at some point you have to start paying attention to this individual child and what this child needs. And so for me, that alone takes this product to the next level because it stops generalizing a baby and says, here's something for your baby, you know? Tailored for their needs and that yeah. was really that was something that meant a lot having you be a part of our beta testing group Brooklyn is because one you have you have like clinical expertise so obviously you wouldn't talk about a product if it caused issues with the infants that you're sleep training so like that makes your job just harder inherently like right off the bat mm -hmm. and harder for the parents as well so um, having your, and, and you and I didn't even know each other before, and so having this really organic, unbiased feedback, and when we did your telehealth visit, like, that meant the world to me, because you also were like, okay, great, you, you know, you've done an, an amazing job latching to mom, let's take it one step further and analyze if baby has any palate deformation. So like, yeah, we can model the nipple after mom, but like maybe we'll just take it one step further and give them a slightly longer nipple if they, if we assess the inside of their oral cavity and see they have a high palate. And so that was like, I'm like, okay, this girl knows what she's talking about. And I'm just so happy that it worked. And that baby brain is able to, you know, be nourished with breast milk for longer. And so really, like, really did. And and that was something, you know, in in building this from the ground up that was hard for me to see from so I'm a nurse practitioner in primary care. And like the fact that we send moms home from the hospital and are like yeah, don't introduce products, but then literally, like, depending on the kind of hospital you go to, get sent home with a goodie bag that has a bottle and formula in it, it's not supporting the real-life challenges that are going on. So, like, you end up oftentimes giving up by three months because you're faced with this 
all or nothing. I can't sleep. I can't get baby to latch to breast. I'm just totally switching over to bottle and vice versa. That makes it really challenge, challenging to balance your life in the way that you need to. And like, especially with women going back to work after three months, you don't have maternity leave for that long or you know, like your partner just wants to be able to help nourish the baby. Like you said, that's incredibly bonding. And like the more skin to skin that your infant has with you and your loved ones, that's helping colonize their gut microbiome that first three years 100%. of life. 100%. You know, it, it's, and this is, like I said, this is the stuff that's not talked about. You know what I mean? Like everybody wants to kind of push one agenda, even as far as the whole breast is best fed is best thing. Why does it have to be two claims? Because, you know, if we operated solely on just fact and then provided the support to match the fact while saying also here's other alternatives, we would all be on one, you know, playing field. And so, you know, that's what I think that kind of this ha has to offer to everything is that instead of separating, it brings all of these things together kind of in one. Because even if you say don't buy this product, after reading all of these things, even after filling out, you know, the survey, which is why I told you I was, in, yeah, I was like, don't take off Lind, add it on there. Because anyone who's serious about this and really do it is going to fill it all out. And it only makes it better you know, to have all that information. I was like, it's, it's incredible, you know? And so I, I really agree with you there that it just, that whole perspective that this covers is, um, it's just, it's good. It's super good. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm just, I'm happy, I'm elated to see it actually working. And so um, for everybody listening, where they can actually take the latch map survey that Brooklyn helped us improve is the naturalnipple.com. Super proud of this little chat feature now. That's how it lives. And it actually spits out your, um, your type at the end. Like if you don't end up needing the telehealth assessment. So baby brain will be like one of the featured bottle shapes. We'll name it after her. And the, the beauty of this is like you said, it needs to meet you where you're at. And so with every product purchase, you have the opportunity to have a free telehealth consult. And my perspective with that is by doing a very holistic intake and looking at it from a primary care but preventative um, perception, we can really address the root of your problem. Because oftentimes I've had moms be like, oh, I have uh, milk supply deficiency. But what that could be perceived as may actually be a couple of things. It may be you introduced the bottle, milk was so fast, your baby's not confused, they're just frustrated coming back to breast. And so you're not fully emptying. And like, therefore, you're, you're struggling with your production there. And, and then like, if your production is empty, you know, so if there's a struggle there going back and forth from breast to bottle, and your baby is not emptying you, that will cause supply to drop, you know, and then right. the stress of every all of that on top of that will what? cause your supply to dry. It's not necessarily that you can't make the milk, you know? Yeah. And so believing, you know, just having a little bit of confidence and clarity about what actually is going on and getting to the root of it can one really eliminate some of that stress that really does impact your hormone levels, your cortisone, your cortisol, excuse me, 
and and then having more opportunity for baby to come back to breast creates more oxytocin, which really does help with the milk letdown. Another case, you know, where it would be very helpful to have a, a primary care visit is perhaps we get to the root of your intake form and it's like, wait, you actually have uncontrolled blood sugar. And this is actually diabetes that's manifesting that could be impacting your, your levels. So let's stop this chronic condition from progressing and, and really tailor your care. So it, whether it be, you know, walking through techniques, like getting a mom to do a football hold or getting that latch correctly, like just having somebody like you and I are talking right now, troubleshoot with you. Um, it had saved one of our users from having to go into the ER with her four, four day old, excuse me. Cause she was like, I'm, I'm like going to have to have them go get an IV because the baby couldn't latch and feed for over 24 hours. And so it was like right at the peak of COVID, but thankfully one of our telehealth consultants was able to help her get that latch and the baby was able to start feeding. So, um, that's, that's the goal is to provide one access to care to seamless stress-free bottle to breastfeeding and just make nourishing your baby easier for parents, not just moms, for dads too. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and so I, I'm just so grateful, Brooklyn, um, to be able to like tell your, your super mama story. You're helping so many parents with the sleep training. And so that's why I'm really excited to also invite you to our affiliate program. So um, our head of business is actually setting up that share sale account. And so um, for anybody listening that's interested in this, we do take some time to qualify people who are asking. We want to make sure your vision and your mission is very aligned with our brand. And um, it, it does give you the opportunity, though, for anybody that purchases the natural nipple. Right now, you can pre-order on the naturalnipple.com. So you can actually begin earning um, some share of the profits from anybody that you tell about the bottle. And um, the payout is about every 90 days for that. So if you're interested, definitely go ahead and shoot an email to support at thenaturalnipple.com. And um, we'll go ahead and we're super excited to get Brooklyn onboarded for that. And for everybody that's listening, Brooklyn got the, the photos are like of the prototype bottle, right? Like it had like the, uh -huh, right. the but we will actually have like our brand colors and our packaging already it. by September. So <laughs> I literally love it. It's beautiful. It matches exactly to me what you guys embody, which is just all natural beauty and all of that. It, it's literally perfect. I love everything about what it will look like. Thank you. I'm so glad because, yeah, I was like walking down the aisle of Target and I'm like, these just are not like, this should be fun. This should be an accessory that you're excited to buy. And that is a, an amazing tool that matches your body and like makes eating easier for you and is beautiful to carry around. So we want it to just be as easy and effortless as possible. And we tried to represent that with the branding. So yeah, for anybody listening, go ahead, shoot your pre-order over. Um, you can still take your latch match survey on the naturalnipple.com. 
and September is when we're anticipating late September for fulfillment. If anything changes, we will of course keep you very updated. But is there anything you wanted to add today, Brooklyn, before we have to hop off? No, mostly just thank you guys. I'm so happy that I ran across this and that I was able to um, be a part of you guys' journey in any type of way. Um, I'm still gonna, um, it's almost finished my blog on, you know, just a more detailed version of my experience with you guys. And um, like I said, I'm just so happy to be a part of this in any type of way. And I cannot wait to continue to sing its praises and just thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Brooklyn. Seriously, we wouldn't have launched had it like not been for true authentic tester feedback like this because we really wanted to solve the issue that we set out. Um, like, like just circling back to infant care products in general, I was totally shocked that nobody had innovated this market in over 200 years since the first bottle was really invented in France. So we needed it. It was about time for it to match women's bodies. And I'm just so grateful to see it's working. And thank you for your time today, Brooklyn. Of course. Thank you, guys.